Hello, my dear friends. I love you very much. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode one of The Flying Sign with Joe Clady. Again, I am Joe Clady. Now, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and the fact that you are listening to my creation finally blossom into uh, what you're about to hear fills my heart. I'm not a celebrity. I'm just a guy, just just some guy, and I'm going to just have people on this program. So it's just normal people like you who work a job, whether they hate it, they love it, it's their passion, it's something they're trying to get out of, or a hobby that uh, is hopefully going to take the place of some horrific job that they find themselves in at the current moment. Regardless of what that is, that's what these people are. And I am proud to have worked on this creative project with them so far, uh, many of them. So today, I have my good friend Joel Janison on the podcast. He is a tattoo artist here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, just to fill everyone in, the recording you will hear takes place at the shop, Black, uh, the Black Anvil in downtown Fort Wayne. And there is background music. There You can hear the tattoo machines buzzing in the background, which I thought was kind of cool. It might sound a little annoying, but I thought it could immerse you as a listener into a day in the life of a tattoo artist in the shop. So just be prepared for that. Also, Joel is the one who did the extraordinary and beautiful artwork that you're looking at each time uh, a new episode pops up. So he does the reveal on the podcast uh, to me. I had not seen it yet, just a draft. And I wanted to catch my reaction, and it was perfect. And there was a last bit at the end where he uh, he cleans me up, an old tattoo of his, uh, goes back in and reworks some stuff, just to kind of capture what it's like to get a, t- a tattoo, because I have found that I love it. So please enjoy and listen as we, uh, we hear what my dear friend Joel Jansen has to say. So these mics were, uh, I mean, not these exact ones, obviously, but it's the same model that Michael Jackson used for the Thriller and Bad albums. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, okay. I was like, you know what? That's what the guy said at Sweetwater. I was like, fuck it. You know, <laughs> if I'm going to do this, let's do it right. So, man, you got the you got the MJ mics here. Exactly. Oh, yeah, right. I got the MJ mics. I so. won't I won't record on anything less than that. Yeah, so. exactly. There we go. All right, so let's get into it, man. So it. this is my good friend Joel Janison. Hey, what's up? Been putting tattoos on me since I was thinking about it. It was uh, December of fifteen is when you did this little number on the inside of my bicep, and then I had and then we started plans yep. for the big one yep. on my right shoulder, and. Uh, that was that. Then you we know, done a couple here and there. A couple, yeah, yeah, man. How, how many has it been now? So it's one here on the inner bicep. Yeah. Then it went to 
this one on the right shoulder, then this one on the right bicep on the inside, mm -hmm. and then now this one uh, on the left outer arm. So moving right along, that's four, man. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's been way more of those. Kind of really? crazy, well, actually. I mean, they're big. They're they're big boys. So some of them definitely took a few sessions, but man, I would have guessed like five or six really? tattoos at least. But well, to be continued, I'm sure. To be continued, I so, hope. Yeah. So, with that being said, let's uh, let's get into maybe why I was as you were saying that I was thinking about uh, maybe why it seems like it's more the relationship that you and I have mm -hmm. has been, I think, pretty cool to where. I think it's not it's not everything off your flash, which right. I want to get into flash later, but uh, it's an idea that I have with you know I, I'll it's not something I rip off the internet, which I also want to get in later. It's it's something that I think up, and then you, I just pretty much vomit the ideas on you, and then you put it into right, and what I, it becomes. I I like to work like that though with uh you know when someone comes in and they have a concept in mind and usually a loose concept I feel like that works better just a basic overall idea in their head, you know what I mean? They don't have the uh they don't have the little tiny details figured out and that that's usually what works best just a, a broad idea and that's usually the way you come in you come in and say, you know, a gorilla holding a diamond right or right this or that and that you know i i can work with that it, it's trickier when someone comes in they say i want this with some of this and this color in here and i want one of these under here and this overlap this thing over here you know it just it, it gets so muddied up so quick when you do it that way right and uh if someone likes my work and they're familiar with my work they kind of have a basic idea of what to expect anyway you know what i mean so um yeah, I, I, I feel like the way you do it when you come to get tattooed is definitely one of the best ways to do it. Preferred, it's either, you know, I'd prefer someone to come in with a with a really loose concept or come in and just pick a drawing off the wall, you know? Well, let's I mean? let's talk about that then, your flash. Mm -hmm. So can you explain just the concept of that? Because I didn't know the term, uh, really, I guess, before I met you and started, you know, searching around for right. the traditional... Uh, maybe ideas and styles, and then you, I kept seeing the word flash, and then mm -hmm. kind of pieced together that's what that is. Yeah, flash has been around for a long time. Um, it got its name because back in the, uh, I'm not exactly sure the years that it kind of kicked off, but um, you could get tattooed at like the circus. They would have like. Uh, little booths or stands where you could just walk up, you know, see all the, the freak show tattooed people and then maybe get a little tattoo yourself. And, uh, and, uh, they would have all these designs painted on like, uh, pretty much like, uh, what would you call it? Just like a, like a roll up sheet. And, uh, you know, you just pull it down off the wall, pick a design to roll it up to. And in a lot of, in a lot of places, uh, tattooing was illegal. So if uh, you saw someone walking up that might, you know, give you some trouble for tattooing, you can just roll those designs up real quick and, uh, you know, put it away. But um, painting flash, I feel like, is so important as a tattooer. It's something I love to do. You know, right. it's been almost 10 years. So you're pretty I mean, much creating your arsenal of go-tos, pretty much. I mean, that's it. It kind of, it kind of uh, showcases what the artist does you know their exact style that they like to work with uh, maybe particular designs they like to work with um 
the <laughs> there's an old saying that uh flash is where they hide all the good designs and oh, okay. shops because so many people come in and you know completely ignore anything on the walls at all because they don't want to get something that someone else has or you know what whatever their their thinking is so they just kind of disregard it and that's the old joke you know that's where all the good designs are and i completely agree with that anytime i visit a shop that's the first place i go is over to the the flash all over the walls and just i get to stand there for hours and just look over all these designs and uh just kind of geek out on it for sure right and I, yeah i'm sure people come in bypass all yeah. of that yeah with just the idea that they had and something else i wanted to talk to you about was when people come in with an idea how common is it where people will just hand you a sheet of paper that they've printed from the internet with uh -huh. something that they like maybe not even your style just say hey i want this i saw this on instagram or pinterest or something um <clears throat> nowadays it's not as often when i first started out um first probably five years of tattooing that was the majority of all i did like the uh the town I grew up in, you know, that's where the shop was that I started out at. And, uh, and where was that? That was Marion, Indiana. Oh, okay. So that's like, what, hour south of here? Yeah, about an hour maybe. So fairly close. But um, most of the people there, I mean, they, they weren't really into tattoos. There, there, were, there weren't really any true tattoo collectors or anyone actually really into tattooing. They just wanted tattoos, you know what I mean? Right. They didn't really care what it was or what it looked like or you know anything like that they didn't put a whole lot of thought into anything and that's that's pretty much the first three or four years of tattooing of my career right there it's just people coming in with something printed off the computer some whack-ass design that right. they want me to do exactly like that exact colors exact everything and yeah so for the four, first however many years it was a bunch of tattoos with color outlines and uh awful things that I <laughs> realized I wasn't very good at. Do you get any liberties then? Uh, it, like when they brought that in or they strictly do this, I'm paying you, you know, do, do what I want. Um, back at that time, that's kind of how it was. And, uh, I, I did it. You know, my bosses would say, that's what they want. It's right there. Just do it. Just go make money, do it, do it. So that's how I did it. Nowadays, you know, I've I've been tattooing long enough that if someone comes in with something printed off and they want it exactly the same, if it's uh, another tattooer's design or something, I'm not going to just straight up, you know, rip someone's design. So I'll tell them, you know, we have to change it. Or if uh, if it's something, I look at the design and I realize I'm just not, it's just not something I would be good at, or I know someone that could do it better. You know, I'll pass it off to someone else. Like if uh, someone comes in wanting like a a watercolor tattoo. I like at this point I know I'm not good at watercolor. Right, yeah, tattoos, that's not your thing. So, you know, I recommend someone else or, you know, we can do this but let's uh let's make it a little more solid or kind of change it up. So, I'm I'm a lot more picky nowadays and uh try not to uh do everything just straight off the paper if possible. But at the same time if someone comes in they want to do a Mortal Kombat logo that they print off, right. yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, do yeah that crank that out. Uh, how often, I remember looking back at your Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, you had posted a picture of one of your pieces off your flash that someone else had ripped, another artist had ripped off just yeah. maybe like one minor change. I think it was a skull at, at a noose. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I know the exact design you're talking about. And 
that happens sometimes like uh, every once in a while I'll I'll be going through Instagram or someone will tag me on something on Instagram and they'll be like is this your design this looks so similar and a lot of times I can tell that they took one of my designs and kind of tweaked it a little bit but still it's tweaked enough I can't get I I won't get real upset about it. I mean it's obvious that you know they took that but Still, you put effort in and kind of changed it up a little bit. I so guess, whatever, man. But, man, but if I was you, you put so much work into it. I guess it's... I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, it still gets annoying. But at the same time, uh, I mean, that's kind of what traditional tattooing is built on. I mean, still to this day, you know, a lot of the most popular designs that people get tattooed are designs from the, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. You know what I mean? Like, right. So, yeah, I guess I have noticed that there's a lot of overlap in 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 the traditional world which i've come to really appreciate like the mm-hmm. like the uh, wolf head yep. uh, or the panther mm-hmm. um yeah. eagle yeah there's like a lot that. of a lot of themes that have stuck around you know since electric tattooing began but there's still a lot of like specific designs that have stood the test of time and people still like i mean for example uh, this weekend, I have to do uh, a design from Burt Grimm. It's called Sundance. It's like, in, like a Native American girl like dancing. She has like a staff. And I mean, that design has been around for, you know, who knows how long, since the 50s maybe. And people still love that design and get it tattooed, which is cool. So I, I completely understand kind of uh, using someone else's design for reference you know what i mean but when you take someone else's design and then hardly change anything and right. then claim it as yours that that's annoying the 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 piece you specifically brought up the uh, the skull in the news yeah that that really did annoy me actually i'm that, sure man <laughs> it looks that was my exact design nothing changed yeah, i was like, not trying to hide it man you're gonna you're gonna snake this thing and not give me a shout out right i'm gonna plug my instagram well because they don't want to get caught i'm sure they yeah, they're I mean, getting away with a free free piece i mean free money. at least say you know original concept by so and so and i wanted to do my version of it but right. well i guess they didn't do their version of it at all right actually. exactly <laughs> there was no twist on it at all they took my design and did my version of it so right so so we've talked before. Well, actually, let's go back. So let's go back to Marion. Okay. Uh, so how old were you then when you started? Um, <clears throat> I started. I started my apprenticeship when I was twenty-one. Um, I was fresh out of college, um, and uh, it just all kind of started by weird coincidence. I just like while I was in college, I was getting tattooed a lot. Um, I stopped by the shop one day just to like say hey to everyone. I had kind of uh, become friends with everyone. And had you had been getting tattoos at that shop? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the shop I was getting tattooed at while I was in school. Uh, and I stopped by just to say hey. And uh, I asked where one of the guys who worked there, you know, hey, where's so-and-so? And they said, oh, well, we had to fire him. Uh, we caught him stealing or whatever the deal was, and we had to fire him. So now we're short a tattooer. So we kind of just, you know talked a little while and then someone made the joke about well now that you're out of school you'll have to learn to tattoo and you can take his place and whatever and you know I didn't think much about it and then that night like I got home and kind of started thinking about it I'm like you know it's so weird I've always thought tattoos were so cool and then like I've never even considered making tattoos before I wonder if this is like something that could actually happen so the next day I uh I called the shop and was like yeah I know it was a joke you guys kind of pitched but is there like any 
any way maybe we right. could follow up on that or is there you know is, is it possible and he said yeah i think you'd be good you know come in next week and we'll get started so it's just like so you found your window in huh? just just like that just out of nowhere you nice. know i was out of school i had no idea what i wanted to do i went to school for graphic design and it okay was like okay so art was in your background yeah then. I've, I've always drawn and liked doing art um i've always i always kind of figured i would do something art related i just had no idea what and it was like while i was in school for graphic design maybe like halfway through i realized oh man i kind of don't like graphic design right. at all but I've come this far. I might as well go ahead and finish it up and get my degree and then figure it all out from there. And that's kind of where it all started. Nice. So then how long were you there and at that shop? And what was the shop called? Shop was called uh, Life Force. Okay. Um, and I was there for probably, I apprenticed there for maybe like a year, year and a half, and then tattooed full time there for maybe five years so it's probably at least six years i i spent there so what goes into the apprenticeship program or is it just um it it differs with everyone but i feel like uh, a traditional apprenticeship the way it works is uh you come in um you're not paid you just just do everything that needs to be done you you mop the floors you set up uh, other tattooer stations you answer phones you just everything that needs to be done i mean i painted walls i hung drywall I, you know just anything that needed to be done right that's what you do and then kind of the the way my mentor shout out to jack uh my the way my mentor put it was you you build sweat equity you know you put a particular amount of work in and for that instead of payment you will get paid in in information and, right and you know kind and of practice yeah exactly yeah. so that was it um i'm not exactly sure how long i apprenticed but felt like a long time i know that for sure and then you know slowly 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 kind of started getting into you know how machines work or how they run or you know just little things like that take a machine apart put it back together and just kind of start discussing all the all the little things best way to like set someone up in a certain position for you know to tattoo a particular area on the body just all these little things you never really think about right so so like everyone else in a specific trade everyone kind of has their first that they that they at least remember fondly like we all do remember our first fondly and do you have like your first tattoo that you remember fondly or even your your original gun that you got that's just your your old reliable i can well first off i have to correct you i feel like any tattooers oh, do. would i would, would yell at me if i didn't correct this you have to call it a tattoo machine tattoo machine okay that, that's that's hey it. please educate me that's I, I feel like i'll i'll get spanked if i don't okay yeah for sure that, so. for sure um i definitely remember my first the first tattoo i ever did and <clears throat> the way that happened was um i was 21 um i had just took a trip to england with my best friend trevor uh we just went for a few weeks and hung out with some friends there and uh came back kind of jet lagged i didn't feel great i just kind of wanted to sleep in bed for a couple days but the next day you know uh, apprenticeships never stop you know i had a few weeks off and like all right that that's all you need get get your ass back here so i went back the day after i landed and uh, got back to the shop and was just doing my usual apprentice stuff. And uh, 
my mentor said no he uh he handed me a, a piece of paper and i looked at it and it was a little hello kitty face <laughs> and i said what's this and he said make a stencil of that so oh i made a stencil no. you know i made stencils for him all the time so right. it wasn't a big deal so i made a stencil so you just assumed him. it was for him right yeah i figured it, he was tattooing it on one of his clients so i made the stencil and i said well what do you want me to do with this and then he came to the room i had you know that was eventually going to be my tattoo room and he said all right get me cleaned up let's let's do this thing and just like you know i had no warning or anything that hey you're going to which is probably for the best first tattoo warning. ever today so yeah, that was it. It was a little Hello Kitty face, and it was kind of like on his hip. Oh, ass his hip. Area. Okay. <laughs> so it's like there's my mentor has to pull his pants all the way off, and it's just like, man, what a what what a good welcome home this is. It's like one minute I'm in England drinking Grolsch at the pub, and next right. day I'm home, and my mentor has his pants off, and I'm. Oh, so you did it on him. I did it, it was on, his. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to tattoo my teacher, which helped add to the to the making me so nervous. Right, to do my right. first tattoo, all of a sudden, is like the guy that is going to judge everything I do here. You know, it's like first tattoo goes on him. So that was it. I did a little Hello Kitty head. It's like smaller than the palm of my hand, and took probably like two hours or so for me to do wow. I just worked so slow and how long would that take you now oh gee 20 minutes yeah maybe, yeah just you know, crank through that go by real quick now but so the legend started with hello kitty that was it that, <laughs> that's hello hilarious. kitty kicked it all off for me right. I, I owe my whole career to hello <laughs> kitty. Oh, that's hilarious uh okay well then moving on so so when do you leave life force then mm -hmm. um that was i can't remember the exact year um I had just got to a point, uh, the shop I was at, uh, my mentor had left, he moved to Michigan. Um, so it was just me and the piercer who owned the shop and an assistant. Um, we brought on one more tattooer, my friend, Brian, he came and, uh, joined us. And, um, at that point it was like, there there were a lot of things going on at the shop that I don't know. I just wasn't into. It was just kind of, it was, everything was slacking and kind of starting to fall apart. And I could kind of see that the ship was sinking. You know what I mean? It's like, it, they had such a, a high standard of, of the way they conducted business before. And it just really started to slack. Like it, it got to the point where like I would have a client come in they'd say, Hey, I called, to set up an appointment and it said the phone was disconnected so i'm like oh that's weird what's going you know ask the owner hey they said the phone's disconnected and he's like yeah i let it get that's how you make appointments i, I don't yeah. you know i don't have the money for it do you want to put the phone in your name and i'm kind of like no no i don't want to put the phone in my name like i'm here to make tattoos man i'm not so here that's to, your cue then like this so is it. it was a lot of little things like that by right. the time we're you know, they didn't want to pay for a trash pickup and suggested we just dump bags of trash in other businesses' dumpsters. I'm going, yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. It's time for me to move on. And at that point, too, I had been tattooing for maybe like five years and had developed enough to where I, I felt like I could I could move on to like a really nice, reputable shop and, and do good tattoos there. And it just so happened um, right around that time, um, Black Anvil here in Fort Wayne had just opened. Um, I was very good friends with Bo. 
I should also add that in there too that I had like right after I started apprenticing and I had been tattooing maybe a year they brought on Bo Ginnon who at the time you know they said is like this kid just wants to tattoo and you know his artwork is good um if you can kind of help him out a little bit and keep an eye on him and you know help him with anything he he may need which is hilarious now because now Bo is such an amazing tattooer right the idea of me like having to help him develop at all is so crazy. I mean, like he he kills it. He does right. such good. Well, I'm sure it's fun maybe to hold over his head a little bit if you got to <laughs> right. jam him sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we still talk about the uh, the old Marion days here and there for sure. It's kind of kind of fun and funny to revisit sometimes. But um, at the time, I was ready to leave the shop I was at. Bo, Nate, Click and Dusty Neal, um, they had all worked together at a shop prior, and then they uh, left that shop to open up their own thing, which was this here, Black Anvil. So they're all three kind of co-owners here? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. I didn't know so all three of them did that. They all started the shop together, and Black Anvil had been open maybe, if I had to guess, I'd say six months or so, and it was like, you you, you could just tell just knowing those guys and the work they do that Black Anvil is going to be bit, you know, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be such a nice spot, and uh, I was secretly jealous, but, you know, of course, right. I didn't tell them, but um, when it came time for me to leave the old shop, I, I got a hold of Bo, and I kind of let him know what was going on, and since he was from there, he could kind of relate, you know what I mean? He He knew how the guys there were, and I just told him, you know, I think it's time for me to get out of here. Um, at the time as well, um, my girlfriend at the time that I was living with, she was getting ready to graduate college. So I thought, well, this is a good opportunity. I can, we can just move wherever, you know what I mean? And go wherever we, we won't be held down by, you know, a particular shop or her being in school or whatever it is. So um, I was talking to Bo and said, you know, is there any possibility of me maybe coming to work there for a few months and then my girl will graduate and I can you know take off and go wherever so he said let me talk to the guys and see what they have to say and uh he hit me back and said yeah they're they're down if you want to come to Fort Wayne and work nice, for a while man. so I was super excited about that and uh I did the commute every like drove the hour to Black Anvil worked the day and then drove the hour home I did that for a few months Still not exactly sure what I was going to do or where I was going to end up. Were you starting to, you know, mesh with everybody? I mean, you had already oh, known all these guys. So oh yeah, I I'm I sure had, your place was already pretty much made before you even got here. I I knew Nate uh, a little bit. We had worked a convention together. We painted together, you know. So I knew him decently well. Um, Dusty, I didn't know as well. I knew his work was really really good. And uh, we had we had did a paint trade a little while before that. And now what's a paint trade? It's where, like, uh, two tattooers, they, like, you agree usually on, like, what size you want to do. You say, let's do an 8 by 10 and then I'll do a painting for them, and they'll do a painting for me, and you just switch it out. Oh, so nice. That so so that, that's what all, all this is from artists that I know aren't here. It, is that what a lot of that is? A lot of it shop? is that... Um, or maybe not even trades, but sometimes, you know, if we have like a, a friend that will come do a guest spot, just come work for, you know, a few days or whatever. Sometimes when they're here, they'll just do a painting and say, here, you know, there you go. So then we'll have a cool original and just hang up on the wall and do it that way. Or, you know, we'll trade prints. 
uh, of just like sheets we've done and had prints made, just switch those out with the other artists. So, uh, where where were we? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, totally sorry. Um, so yeah, you had just agreed to trade with uh, I can't remember. Oh, what Dusty. So yeah, Dusty. Yeah. So that that was about as well as I knew Dusty, but um, so. I knew Bo better than anyone, but I, I quickly became friends with everyone here. It was just like the right vibe. You know what I mean? I just got along with everyone real well. No drama, no anything. It was just like I got here and was like, man, this is exa- exactly the kind of shop I want to be at. kind of sucks it's going to be temporary because I don't know if I'm going to find anything as good as this. Right. So I worked for a few months. Oh, so you weren't set in the stone here. You were just kind of oh, trying no, it out. No, oh, okay. yeah, it was a it was a temporary thing. Okay. Like I was just going to work here for maybe three months or so until my girl, at the time, graduated, and then we could pick up and go wherever. So, gotcha. Um, that was that was the agreement. It was just going to be a temporary thing, and then um, right around the time she graduated, um, three months in or whatever it was, uh, Nate came up to me and said, "Hey, you can just stick around here for good if you want." I Oh fuck! Yeah, okay. There it is. Okay. Wow. All yep. right. That's kind of a dream come true. So, um, geez, maybe a week later, I was already looking for a place to live here. I was just ready to move up here. Right. Just, you know, not have to do the commute, not have to worry about finding another place. So, that was it. Uh, found a house and uh, we moved up here, and I've been in the same spot ever since. Actually. Nice. So. Okay, so then that's the the origin story. Then so that's story. So, can we talk a little bit about this shop? I know, you know, those guys are the owners, but mm-hmm. it being in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, right downtown, it is it's a hub. It seems like, and I know there's a lot of shops here in town. Yeah, and definitely a lot of good shops. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, maybe not some that aren't so great, but yep. like there, I'm sure is everywhere. Uh, you get a lot of. Mm, shabby artists maybe some thievery going on like we talked about earlier uh but like what what about this place being in this spot i mean from what i from what i've heard fort wayne is uh kind of a beast of its own in tattoos it kind of has this tattoo culture that is kind of surprising i guess being in you know in indiana which indiana is still booming itself but uh to be in fort wayne and have this culture that uh you don't see as much everywhere else for Fort Wayne is a is kind of weird with that just because I mean it's not a huge city I'm not exactly sure what the population here is if I had to guess I mean what what would you guess a hundred thousand maybe like? uh, more than that I know it's the second biggest in the state right under, oh, under Indy. quarter million maybe somewhere in there S- probably I can't so say for sure it's decent size yeah well, it's definitely I mean, big it, it, it's yeah, yeah it, it's it's not a you wouldn't call it a little teeny tiny town by any stretch right definitely not for the size of it though i mean while it's not super small i'm it's still kind of impressive the amount of tattooers and shops here which you know can also be a bad thing that's a lot of competition that's a lot of you know toes you don't want to step on that's a just a lot of things like that but for whatever reason the the tattoo scene here in fort wayne i mean there's just there's a lot of people getting tattooed it seems like um it's really weird too there's so many good tattooers here that's kind of what separates it i mean there's there's so many tattooers and so many tattoo shops everywhere but in fort wayne there's just a lot of good tattooers here which is kind of strange or or, or at least more uncommon and like uh i always look at like indianapolis for example indianapolis is much bigger 
Um, and I feel like the tattoo scene there isn't nearly as good, you know? Like right. There in Indianapolis, there's a handful of people I'd be tattooed by, if that, and that's really about it. And, and with like, what is that? What What is it? Is it just by circumstance or? As far as I know, like for the size of Indianapolis, I would really, I would have guessed, you know, there'd be so many more shops that would be worth your attention. Like, and it just doesn't seem to be the case there for whatever reason. It's really, really strange. I'm sure there's somebody, if they're listening, that's an artist in Indy, like, what the fuck, man? I'm good. No, no there's, there's definitely some good tattooers there. Uh, Bo, who I uh-huh. brought up, he and uh, he works at a shop in uh, Indianapolis now called Masterwork that's uh, owned by our friend Jacob. Oh, so he's not here anymore? No. He, oh, okay. He, I didn't know Bo that. moved to Indianapolis like um, late last year, I think. Okay. So he's been there for a little while now. So, I mean, there's definitely some dope tattooers in, yeah. in Indianapolis for sure but just like based on the amount of great tattooers to you know the overall population of the place it's just it's 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 a lot more spread out than it is here in Fort Wayne I think so so with that being said in terms of uh different shops and different artists and mm-hmm. guest spots even you mentioned earlier so how often do you get out of home base here and either travel in state or I know you do a lot of uh, it's been international too much lately. Really? Yeah. I, I decided to take this month off and just stay at home. I just got kind of burnt out on traveling. For well, how often do you go out? Um, it depends on it. It, it varies from year to year. Um, I think year before last I did maybe 10 travel dates. Uh, last year I did a couple more than that, maybe 12, uh, and this year, it's April, and I've already done, like, three conventions, and I think that's all I've done this year. So, so what's one of those, like, so I'm sure Flash is a big deal at a convention if people are just there to pretty much shop on the spot and get something that you can't really come with a concept and have you do it on the fly. Right, and and some tattooers at conventions can work like that where you just walk up to the booth and if they have time you say, I want to do a this and that and they'll just draw it up on the spot. I And that's just not that's the crazy. way I work. I cannot, I'm the slowest drawer. Um, I, I need time to get right. everything ready and I just kind of obsess over little things. I want to change little tiny things as I'm getting it ready. I can't just, I just... At this point, I've, you know, I've tried it enough to realize that's just not what works best for me. So, yeah, you're right. The uh, Anytime I work a show, usually what I'll do is uh, I'll have, like, a big binder um, full of line drawings just, like, ready to be made into tattoos. So um, a lot of people who set up appointments with me, um, luckily, that's what they want to do. They say, I just want to set up an appointment. I'll just pick something out of your book and go from there. And that's perfect. I mean, that's the way I'd like to do it all the time if possible. So, so we talked about the conventions. Can you talk about an international spot that you've done? I know was it Germany or, um, or I know in the UK you've done some stuff. Yeah, I have been to UK. I didn't tattoo there though. Oh, uh, okay. When I was in UK, I was like just at the tail end of my apprenticeship. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. At this point, the only place I've tattooed out of the country is uh, I did Montreal okay. last year. I did a convention there. Um, and I haven't set anything else up as of right now international-wise, but there's a lot of spots I'd definitely like to go tattoo for sure. So, so. how does that line of communication open up then with that shop? Do you just 
check out each other's stuff on social media and just say, hey, you know, look at me. Uh, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, you, you can kind of cold call or email someone and be like, hey, you know, I want to take a trip to wherever, Australia, you know, I want to come there and hang out and, uh, you know, here's my stuff. If you're into it, let me know. And, you know, I'd like to come work a few days kind of thing. But usually I feel like it's more typical for you to kind of have like a relationship with someone at least a little bit, even if you're just cool on Instagram and kind of right. chat on there or something, you know what I mean? And, and then eventually say, Hey dude, I'll, you know, be in your neck of the woods, you know, this month or whatever. And I'd like to uh, come work for a little while if possible. And then kind of go from there. Right. So has there, can you talk about just kind of what that's like then? So say, say the Montreal trip, mm-hmm. what was that like coming into a you know different country and, uh, just sitting in a spot how long were you there how long do you do something like that um it it always varies it it always depends on a lot of different things montreal um in particular i think i was in i think i was there for about a week um it was for a convention so had three days of work like you know every other convention and then four days to walk around and check the city out and which is awesome like that's one of the bad things uh about traveling as a tattooer a lot of the time it's like you go to really cool spots and, uh, and you end up blowing all the money you made you're yeah. you're just working from you know from noon oh, to right. midnight all day long and then it's like you know you'll land maybe like thursday and uh have enough time to get dinner and get settled into your hotel room and then you work all day friday all day saturday all day sunday and then your flight is early monday you know and you don't even get to see the city you're in so that's kind of a drag but uh i've been trying to like at least book my flights so i'll have at least you know, a day or two at least to kind of check the city out go get some cool food and kind of see what it's all about there so i was really happy that we got to do that with montreal i was really impressed with that city i, I want to go back actually yeah cool i'd cool. love to go there again so shift gears here a little bit okay so uh just to add some comedy aspect to this mm-hmm. uh there, there's a page on instagram i think it's called sucky tattoos or, or something like that to yep. where it's just ridiculous disgusting at times mm-hmm. tattoos that are just painfully done even the ones that are are just great to look at in terms of design or or style like, like there are some like well done tattoos yeah well, that are well done but, but it's just what like it a is giant is just, penis yeah, yeah right, or something right, like that crazy yeah so have you had any any crazy uh requests like that to to come in and say hey i want you know my belly button to be a cat's butt oh, or something I, like that yeah i've i've done some really crazy tattoos and i've been requested to do some really tattoos that really crazy tattoos that were so yeah just one of those things where i was like not interested i have to right right like one of the like an example of one that i actually did which is so crazy there was this uh this is back when i worked at the old shop and this uh this big burly guy came into the shop and uh the first thing he told me was that he is the world's biggest chicago bears fan which is like cool but what an introduction all right so i'm talking right. to the world's biggest bears fan so anyway him and all of chicago well, big fat guy apparently yeah. he's number one right, that's, right. of that's course what he's of course. claiming so um he talked about football for a long time i know nothing about football hey, i'm or right there sports, with you man so i it's all over my head but anyway 
Um, finally, he told me that he wanted to do like a Chicago Bears tattoo. I said, all right, cool. He just wanted to do like, it was like a design from one of his t-shirts. It was like, you know, the Chicago Bears logo with the big C behind it or, you know, whatever. So I tattooed that and whatever, you know, not, not a big deal. And then it was maybe a couple months later, same guy comes back. Hey, I'm the world's biggest Chicago Bears fan. It's like, yeah, how, how am I going to forget this guy? And he comes in and, uh, did he remember that it was you or he, he oh, remembered okay. it was me and he had a Jersey in his hand. Um, he was holding a Chicago bears Jersey and he started asking me about what I thought about. I think the name of the player is Walter Payton. I okay. Think. Yeah, that's right. So he's asking me all these questions about this guy. I have no idea who this guy is, which he was kind of offended. About, I'm sure he was. He, he was. he wasn't very happy about it. But finally, you know, he told me that Walter Payton is the best player to ever live, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he wanted Walter Payton's jersey tattooed on him. So from he'll be wearing Walter Payton's jersey forever. He wanted to do the full jersey from his neck down to his waist, just packed full of color, which is the biggest nightmare I've ever even I'm considered. Sure. So well, I'm like, sure he wouldn't even understand the cost associated with that. That would be thousands of dollars, oh, right? The, the time and effort that would go into it would be insane. But So finally I'm like, well, how about we just do – his last name, like from the jersey, the same, you know, font and all that stuff. We'll do the, his name and number on your back and not worry about, like, all the background color stuff. And he, he was into it. So I tat <laughs> I tattooed some other guy's name on this guy's back in a big number, whatever it was, all the way across his back. He That's was crazy. He was super excited about was it. Was he? He was like, pumped. Well, you know. He, I he had tickets to, like, go to some uh, Bears I think it was like the Bears were going to play the Colts or something. Okay. They were coming to Indianapolis, and he just told me he wanted to go fuck with everyone. And he went without his shirt off and made sure everyone could see his, his oh Walter Payton tattoo. So that's one of those crazy concepts that I did, and you know it worked, whatever. But I've also had them come in where it's just like, well, I'll just tell you the story. This yeah, was yeah, this is back at the old shop too. A lot of weird stuff at the old shop. Yeah, it sounds like it. It was a weird spot. Yeah. So this uh, this one day in my schedule, I had like half an hour, like the assistant blocked off for a consultation. Um, I asked the assistant, you know, what is this about? She said, I don't know. Some some girl just called and wanted to see if you had time to, or whoever had time. I said, yeah, let's let's do a consultation. So anyway. Eventually, this this girl walked in. Uh, I'm gonna have to paint the picture here. This girl was like super, like extraterrestrial, like skinny. Okay. She was very tall. Maybe uh, like she had the tallest high heels on I've ever seen. Huh. I mean, this girl was like almost seven feet tall. She wow. towered over me. She was so tall, and uh, she had just like these stripper shoes on. Her skirt was three inches tall i mean j she straight straight prostitute right right chick. so i'm like all right let's see where this is going so um do you ever get kind of excited just a little bit like all right here we go let's see what's gonna happen here yeah kind of but with her it was just instantly like oh man i i, I can't see anything she's she's not going to want to do a cool sailor jerry right right bird i just know for a fact right so anyway she comes back and and the course of three minutes tells me her 
entire life story that she's from St. Louis and she's been a heroin addict for the past like 13 years and she just wanted to get clean so she <laughs> ended up in Marion, Indiana of all places and uh, she said that she has a tattoo that she wanted to get fixed or covered up um, just because you know she's trying to get clean and this tattoo reminds her of her past and all that stuff which sure okay I, right. I get it let, let, let's do it so anyway I say well what is it you want to get covered up and she said well I have some lettering I said, all right, w can I see it? And and she said, well, it's kind of in a sensitive area is what she said. So oh I, I instantly knew, oh, boy, all right, here we go. Let's see, let's see what's going on with this. So uh -huh. this girl sits down in the chair, and I kid you not, she, like, kicks her legs up over her head, okay? So I have, like, this prostitute pretzel girl sitting in my tattoo chair, and – She's like, well, you can, you have to get close if you want to see it. I, I don't even know oh what's boy. happening at this point. So I'm already like throwing gloves on. Oh, I, right, I don't even right. touch this girl. So anyway, I go over there and she like pulls her, her panties down. And I, it, it sounds like a bad internet joke. What I said, like, it sounds like something you would hear from like some old guy from a bar. Right. Some right. Shitty old dad joke or something. <laughs> but this girl had, um, Boy, all right, I got. I have to be vulgar for this yeah, one. Please, please. Um, on the left side of her vagina, it said "take," T A K E. Mm -hmm. On the right side, it said "no," N O. Mm -hmm. And then below, it said "prisoners," with her asshole as the letter O. Oh right. my god! Uh, not, now, doesn't this sound like some bad? Yeah, joke that's you would a, yeah. Hear from someone? Yeah. Well, I'm looking at it. In person, like this thing is real. People really do this shit. So I'm Jeez, like, man. And also keep in mind, she said that this was done at a party. Boy, what? I'm a, I'm going to the wrong parties. Right, the right. parties I go to are way too tame, apparently. So uh, it was done at a party, and it looked really bad. Like it was very, very just shaky. And well, yeah, she's holding her legs behind her head. I'm with a, you know a tattoo <laughs> machine jabbing into her asshole. Right. I'm sure it's not. The pleasant thing to keep steady, but but God. still at the same time, like just looking at it, it's like if a if a good tattooer did this, it would look way different. This just looked like it was some guy got a thirty dollar machine, right? Like, yeah, I can do it, no big deal. So anyway, I'm looking at this tattoo. And I'm like, what what would you even want to do with it? And she's like, oh, uh, just fix it, just make the lettering better. I'm like. Oh, right. so she didn't want to cover it up. She just like, wanted well, it professionally yeah, cleaned up. There, there's no way to really rework it. I mean, right. everything's so out of whack anyway. Like, the only thing you could do is cover it up. And I said, she said, yeah, I, I want to cover it up then. What do you want to cover it up with? Uh, I don't know, roses? or And it's just like, th this isn't for me. I, I'm going to have to pass on this project. I don't, I don't think I'd make this work. But Was she offended? She she wasn't I I mean she couldn't be she <laughs> had to get it I mean I'm this sure it's crazy there's no way she could be offended I I I couldn't imagine any sane tattooer being like yeah all right I'll undertake this project here and like no one wants to work on that for hours at a time right once the thought of someone else going back at that with her little butthole o I can't imagine she'd be cool to just be. Ah, oh, dude, I can't even imagine. What do you even say? That was that was a real thing that happened. Like, I I still tell that story. I will take your just word because for it. it was so. Just one of those things that, like, after it was all said and done, she left. It was just like, 
I couldn't help but laugh with everyone and be like, holy shit, Oh, man. so other people were there. Yeah, like, So well, she has no shame. N- no one was back there while I was talking oh, to her. Oh, okay. But after she left, you know, everyone at the well, shop yeah, was like, tell. you know, just because she she looked so strange to begin with, everyone's like, what did that girl want? I'm like, oh, you want to know? <laughs> right. You want to know what she right. wanted to do? I'll tell you exactly what she, oh, what she wanted no. to do. So anyway, I didn't know what to do about it, so I <laughs> I put her in for a consultation with one of the other tattooers there, with my mentor, actually. I'm, go. like, I'm going to let him deal with this. But yeah, surprise, I bud. I don't think she ever came back, though, so hopefully uh, the Take No Prisoners lady is doing well wherever she is. Shout out to, uh, to her. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that is incredible. Well, I know you've said before, too, uh, at one of your guest spots in Muncie, you had a huge string of people for a while wanting to get the rock, the rock tat, like his big tribal piece. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't even remember if that, I don't think that was Muncie specifically. Um, that was just a thing like over the past few years, I've had a lot of people come in with a picture of the rock and they go, this guy's tattoos, I want those kind of thing. I, I actually just did a an almost identical version like within the last year or two like some kids full yeah i think you were telling me about it on his back like such a strange thing like i i could understand if someone came in and said you know i like the way this looks i like the layout i like the way it flows i'd like to do something similar right that i understand but when you come in and say i want this exact thing it's it's not gonna make you ripped it's not gonna make you the biggest movie star right now like ah man i just don't get that take some take some creative liberties in yourself and, and try and think outside the box if you're going to get something on you, you know? Well, right, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like some people's brains just don't click around that way, you know what I mean? They don't know if they like something until they see it kind of thing. And that was it. You see The Rock and you like his tattoos and right. now you want to look like The Rock kind of thing. So you're saying there's probably, yeah, like between like me and you and you know a lot of other people have original ideas that grow and plant and and continue to become something until you manifest them but some people they just see something and it it that's it there is no growth there is no development it's just yeah that's true and i understand i i know a lot of people's everyone's brain works differently you know what i mean and some people that that creative part of their brain it just doesn't function the way it does with a lot of other people and that's why a lot of people you know bring in designs from google or pinterest or whatever just because you know they see it and they like the way it looks and they want that now it's not because they thought it up or thought it'd be a cool idea or anything right. like that they just see it and they like it and i can understand i'm i'm like that with some things like i'm like that with cars like right. I, I don't right. know what i look for in a car i don't yeah i don't I know anything right. about cars but if i see a car i'm like oh damn that thing looks cool i like that car now yeah, i guess that's a good point i guess i'm just being judgmental and I don't know. I like how things. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's you're no you're no car designer, and so you're just you're, it's not like right, yeah, you're I, gonna I, see a Mustang and think, well, I like the look of that. Let me go into my shop and completely rework it and design it. My I don't way. know what makes a good car. I don't know what's under the hood. I don't know any of that stuff. But if uh, if I see it and it looks cool, I was like, all right, that's a cool car. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you taught me a life lesson today. Uh, hey, so let's let's do this thing now. Um, so Joel has been working with me for a couple months now on getting the design of the icon 
that hopefully you all are looking at right now, or at least have seen when you've clicked on. Oh man, the the moment of truth. The moment of truth. So here we go. So he's gonna. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna reveal it to me, and then we will. Uh, now, now I'm going to preface this by oh, um, saying, uh, kind of give you some info on it. It's uh-huh. uh, I painted it. Yeah. Uh, talk. Yeah. Talk about. Yeah. Okay. It's eight inch by eight inch, perfect square, which I assume it are the dimensions you'll right. you'll need. Um, it was way more work than I thought it was going to be. So, Joe, I'm going to have to charge you triple. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to have to hit you with the bad news now. Right. Uh, I finished this up last night. I is probably maybe three days straight of uh, just painting. There's there's a lot of little detail on this thing. But uh-huh. anyway, I'll I'll let you check it out. And All right, I'm excited to know. see so it. I'll I'll hand it to you All with right. my fingers crossed here. Okay. He's getting it out here, digging in the bag. Oh boy, I'm excited. No refunds. No refunds. Let's see it. Oh my god, dude. Oh, that looks so beautiful. Something, Good the gray in the in, like in me there. Great. Dude, that's perfect. That's ex- that is in the lettering of the flying sign there. Wow, man. Good. All right. I'm I'm stoked you like Wow, it. the I, colors on Yeah, I like the colors on the side. And then just the gray in the middle. And then the, dude, the lettering up top, it reminds me of like a, uh, I collect these old postcards mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the, they're called large letter of, you know, I'm trying to collect all 50 states and it kind of reminds me of that. Dude, okay. it looks so I, good. I'm stoked you like it. Like with with the lettering, man, I could not figure out like the title lettering, how to do it. No, that's, that's just kind of what I came it's up sta- with. Yeah, it stands out. My perfect. graphic design degree was actually used for the first time in the last eight years right there. Wow, man, that is something else. I'm, I'm really, I can't stop really, staring. I'm like, yeah, it's getting really, quiet now. I'm just really looking happy at it. you like it, though. I'm, I'm cool. super stoked. It has been, oh, dude, this, this, this is it. Everyone, what you're seeing right now, I am seeing it for the first time. It was, oh, uh, it's beautiful. You, you know, you, you kind of had a concept to start with, you know, of exact, you know, not exactly what you wanted, but maybe just like a real basic, um, outline or layout and i kind of just worked off of that and i don't know i can't it's take cool, all man. the credit here i mean it's you, cool you, no, you had the idea for it i just kind of put it on paper so can we take a little bit of time here just to talk about so now that now that i see it mm-hmm. and now that i have fallen head over heels for for the look of it can you talk about a little bit about what goes into something like this and just a little bit of pro- the process yeah that, um so with this design specifically, um, the way I started with this is, um, of course, can't stop looking at it. Like measure out, you know, the size it'll need to be and all that stuff. Um, you wanted to do the, uh, pretty much like your idea was you wanted to do like profile picture of your, of you in the center. Um, I think you pitched the idea of maybe like the microphones and the microphone cords Mm -hmm. around it and then, uh, split it up into like four, four quadrants of you know different like uh uh nature scenes because w- the the logic behind that and just given everyone else since this is episode number one what i'm hoping this becomes is something to where i can travel around and meet people across the way or go to certain events uh like i'm planning on going like the indy 500 this year and setting up a little spot to have people tell stories so, you oh, know nice, stuff like nice, that yeah. you know just to make it a a regardless of where I'm at, you know, I can still 
try and bring something out of it. And, uh, but that, that was the, the concept behind that, at least from my end. Well, ultimately, I don't know. I, I think it was a cool idea and it, it, it worked, you know what I mean? Kind of, uh, with this one, after getting everything kind of sketched out and drawn kind of the way I wanted it, um, just, uh, took like, a the watercolor paper I use, which is, uh, usually like a really heavy, uh, uh-huh. yeah, I can press. feel it feels and like a postcard. Yeah. It's, it's thick. It's a 300 pound hot press, if that means anything to you, but it's definitely thick and uh, it's like thick and smooth, which is the texture I prefer to paint on. So anyway, uh, traced out the design and just, um, not a, painted all the, the black and gray in first and then kind of, uh, worked the color in after that. Well, man, I, I gotta say, I'm, I couldn't be happier with, with how it turned out and Ooh, what it's okay. going Yeah. All right. Yeah. I can, I can dab the yeah, sweat if, off if, my forehead. If you were you a little know? nervous about it, you shouldn't have been cause it is, I'm, I am a happy man right now, uh, uh with how that turned out. I'm, it, I'm really happy you dig it. Yeah, it's just one of those you things. Know, you know what I mean? Like, people have, like, an idea in their mind, and then sometimes you show them their idea that they had in their head, and once they see it on paper, you know, they're like, oh, this kind of isn't what I had in mind. Actually, well, I, I, I and, and the reason why I trusted you so much with this, not to get all sappy, but we've been, you know, you know kind of partners on stuff, on, on all of my work, and now yeah, for this sure. for over two years now. Right. And, you know, it, it's good to have someone that you can trust with your vision you know because i don't have that skill set this isn't my skill set to do something like this so it's good to have someone that you can just like i said word vomit your my concept and then you take your skill set and create something like that or everything on my arms and it's man it feels good it's good to have somebody like that and so well, i uh, you know, i, 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 I get appreciate lucky it every once in a while throw something designed throw something together and it works right i guess that one does yep definitely works all right man so let's uh let's finish this little bit do you still got time to do a little little guy on me yeah yeah we can we can do whatever you want okay now. cool uh okay so like i do what i'm gonna start doing for all these episodes here uh joel's gonna name this episode he's gonna take some ownership in uh what this episode is titled so joel based on what we talked about what are we gonna call this sucker um Man, I see. I feel like I'm under pressure. If this is if, oh, this, if this is the first one here, you know, it has to be. I, from what we've discussed before, you know what? I'm going to go with the title of this episode: Prostitute Pretzel. Prostitute Pretzel. All right. Episode one. Episode one. Prostitute Pretzel. The flying sign. All right. Well, Joel's going to do a little work on me, and uh, hopefully, we can set up uh, the mics here and get a little sound. All right, let's do it. Uh, yep. All right, let's do it. Thanks, man. Mm, shit. That's a. Forget how rough that spot is. Like we talked about before, I don't know what it is the the chemical that your brain gives out to, or how long it takes to kick in the the natural. Uh, painkiller to where you know 10 minutes 15 minutes and it's like okay this isn't that bad but those first mm, 10 15 minutes are pretty shitty
get any real uh, squirmers once they get down. Do I have? Yeah. Uh, it happens occasionally, but it's usually not too bad, though. Not too often, rather, but I'm 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 all right with that. I'm trying my best. Yeah, that's already looking better. Well, shit, man. Again, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, Absolutely, man. So, uh, so real quick, where can everybody find you if they want to check out your work or maybe try and get an appointment? Uh, if anyone wants to check out my stuff, the uh, the best place to find me would be Instagram. Uh, my handle is at Joel Tattooer. That's J O E L T A T T O O E R. And. Uh, that's the best place to find me uh, to set up something. You can uh, find my contact info on my on my Instagram profile and go from there. Cool. All right, man. Well, thanks again. Again, this is uh, Prostitute Pretzel with Joel Janison live from the Black Hey, thank you. Uh, we'll have to do this again. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks.